Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is evangelist Justin Cooper coming today from somewhere along the Revival Trail. My, what a privilege it is to have you join us for the broadcast today. And what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and to share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. Today, we're going to continue our study in the opening book of your Bible, the eighth chapter of the book of Genesis. We are in the story of Noah and And we have gone through the diagnosis of Noah's day. We have gone through the decision that God made to destroy the world with a flood because of the wickedness of man. We have seen the dedication of Noah as Noah has faithfully followed the word of God and built the ark. And then we saw the deluge. And it's amazing. God's given me these words off the top of my head. I hope I can find some more D's here to alliterate with. The deluge, the flood comes and it destroys the world. And now we've come to that point where the Bible says God remembers Noah and God is going to allow the waters to subside, to to go down and Noah is going to now in the uh, end of this chapter at least get off of the ark. Now we've seen a lot of good truths to apply as we've studied through this together, and I might recap some of those, but if you have missed those uh, previous Bible studies, it would do you uh, uh, well to listen, and you can do that by subscribing to our podcast, and you might be listening to me now on the radio, AM or FM, or maybe on one of the streaming networks that we're on, and you didn't know, but you can get Striving for Revival via podcast as well, and we are found on Spotify and Apple. Apple podcast and really just about every podcast platform if you'll type in striving for revival I think you'll find us there and you can be a subscriber and that way you can go back and hear any kind of uh, message or study or look into the scripture that you might have missed and that's helpful if you're studying with me through the text and if you miss me on the radio you can find us whenever you have the time on the podcast you can pause and rewind and re-listen and maybe as you take notes that'll be a benefit to you there Also, let me encourage you to do this every single day. Please, please read your Bible and study on your own. Don't just depend upon things like this or some other avenue to feed you all the time. Uh, You need to study, and I need to study, the Bible on my own. I love my own personal Bible study time. Uh, Today I began to read. uh, I'm in the book of Jeremiah. I just finished Isaiah and naturally just decided to go ahead into Jeremiah. I don't always do that. I don't always just go book by book in my studies personally, but I did, and now I'm in Jeremiah. Today I read through chapter number four and underlined many things where God spoke to my heart just a phrase here or there, and the scene that Jeremiah watched unfold and how it applies to our day, and also prophetically some different things there. So let me challenge you. Be a Bible student. Learn how to rightly divide your Bible. (coughs) And I would challenge you to do this. Outline the chapter and record the content of the chapter. (coughs) Think about, excuse me, the context of the chapter and uh, how God is trying to speak to you. What is the truth uh, that's presented? All right, here we go. Genesis chapter number 8, verse number 1. And God remembered Noah... And every living thing 
and all the cattle that was with him in the ark. And God made a wind to pass over the earth, and the waters assuaged. Not like that. The same God that made the waters is the same God that made the wind. The God that came forward in such judgment, uh, such wrath, such retribution for sin. Now we see God in great mercy, God in great grace, God coming through for his child, sending that wind. I'm glad. Like the Bible said, behold the goodness and the severity of God. And we can't have one without the other. Today we live in a day where most folks simply want to preach about, sing about, talk about the goodness of God. And there's even songs that really, all they do 400 times over, talk about the goodness of God. And I'm glad for the fact God is good. He's good every day, and He's good in every way. But don't forget, He's also a God of severity. He's a God of judgment. He's a God that will deal justly, rightly, with sin. But here we find that the same God that brought the water is the God that sent the wind. And thank God for that. Isn't that amazing how God dealt with those who didn't love Him, and then how God dealt with the one who did love Him. I'm glad I'm on that side. I'm glad I'm on the side that loves the Lord. I'm glad His banner over me is love. He loves me, and I love Him because He first loved me. Verse number two, the fountains also of the deep and the windows of heaven were stopped and the rain from heaven was restrained and the waters returned from off the earth continually. And after the end of the 150 days, the waters were abated and the ark rested in the seventh month on the 17th day of the month upon the mountains of Ararat. And the waters decreased continually until the tenth month. In the tenth month, on the first day of the month, were the tops of the mountains seen. You better believe that was a good day in Noah's life when he began to see the mountain peaks. And it came to pass at the end of forty days that Noah opened the window of the ark which he had made. And he sent forth a raven which went forth to and fro until the waters were dried up from off the earth. Also he sent forth a dove from him to see if the waters were abated from off the face of the ground. But the dove found no rest for the sole of her foot, and she returned unto him into the ark, for the waters were on the face of the whole earth. Then he put forth his hand and took her and pulled her in unto him into the ark. Now we talked about that last study, how there's a difference in the raven and the dove. The dove was not comfortable to land on the dead carcasses, the debris, the, dis the destruction that was floating around the boat. It didn't want to rest its feet on that which was corrupt. The raven, of course, feasts on that. The raven lives for that. And there's a good picture there, the flesh, what it feasts on, and the Holy Ghost, what he's comfortable to light upon. And we want to be a place where the dove feels welcomed and the dove feels like he's at home. And the Holy Ghost of God says, you know what? I can land on that place. I want him to land on my preaching. I want him to land on my prayer life. I want him to land in my Bible study. I want him to be able to rest upon me. I want his hand on my life. And I don't want to be, I don't want to be corrupt. I don't want to be one of those dead carcasses floating around where the flesh says, I like that. No, I want to be a good resting place for the dove. The dove came. The Bible said, verse 10, and he stayed yet other seven days. Again, he sent forth the dove out of the ark. And the dove came into him in the evening. And lo, in her mouth was an olive leaf plucked off. So Noah knew that the waters were abated from off the earth. And he stayed yet another seven days and sent forth the dove, which returned not again unto him any more. And it came to pass in the six hundredth and first year, in the first month, the first day of the month, the waters were dried up from off the earth. And by the way, it's amazing how specific the Bible is. The Bible gives us the exact timing, the exact days of the week, months, year. And God tells us exactly here in the book. It's a book of detail, a book of divine order. You cannot find me a book that has various human 
authors or penmen collaborating together over thousands of years from different backgrounds and different outlooks on life and yet there's harmony in that work now you can in the bible shepherds and priests and kings and common people those who uh, had uh, money those who were destitute people uh, who were raised in palaces and some who were farmers it's amazing god took those people to use them uh, the holy ghost of god moved them they penned a book and it's all in harmony and it's a book of detail and divine order the bible says the waters were dried up from off the earth. And Noah removed the covering of the ark and looked, and behold, the face of the ground was dry. And in the second month, on the seventh and twentieth day of the month, was the earth dried. And God spake unto Noah, saying, Go forth of the ark, and thou and thy wife, and thy sons, and thy sons' wives with thee. Now, think about this. I want you to notice that phrase, go forth of the ark. God had told Noah previously in chapter 7, Come thou and all thy house into the ark. Noah had gone into that ark, and while he's in that ark, he experiences the mercy of God. He experiences the grace of God. He experiences the goodness of God. He watches as God is uh, tabernacling with him. His presence is real. He's in that ark. He'd been in that ark. It got him through some storms. It brought him through the hard time. It kept him safe uh, through the destruction of the day. And now God said, Noah, I want you to leave that and go forth. You better believe that might have been a difficult thing for Noah to do. You say, well, maybe cabin fever. I don't know. In this situation, I think Noah probably felt pretty comfortable in the ark. But God says, Noah, that ark was for a season. That ark was for a moment. That ark was for a time. But now that ark has fulfilled its purpose, it's time to go forth. The same thing happens if we're not careful. We'll have camp meeting. We'll go to youth camp. We'll have a revival. Uh, we'll get in our comfort zone. And we want to live there on the mountain all the while. But you'll find in the Gospels, Jesus might have gone up into a mountain, but he didn't live up on the mountain. He'd come back down in the valley and minister to the people. And I want to challenge you today. Hey, listen, go forth or whatever it is. Maybe it's time to step out of your comfort zone. Maybe you've been bogged down in something that's not bad. It's good, but it's got you caged in. And now it's become your enemy because it's kept you from fulfilling the will of God. I don't know what it might be. The Holy Ghost of God can tell you what it is in your life if you'll let him. But my challenge to you today is this. Maybe it's time for someone that has come in to now go forth. Well, that's all the time we have for today. We'll continue in this text next study. Until then, pray with me for Revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.